Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Monday, October the 16th, 2023. It is the 28th Monday in Ordinary Time. It's also the Feast of St. Hedwig and the Feast of St. Margaret Mary. Our reading today is from the Gospel according to St. Luke. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah they repented. And there is something greater than Jonah here. So, I was just thinking about how we always go to extremes, don't we? It's one extreme or another. At the time of Jesus... (laughs) And Josephus, the secular Jewish historian, said this. There lived in Jerusalem and in the surrounding areas the most nasty, vile people that ever lived. These are the people, the religious leaders even, that were there to greet the Messiah. Jesus came into a very evil time and place. I have a little theory. This is just my theory. This is not doctrine or anything like that. This is just something that goes through my head and my brain sometimes goes all over the place to weird places. But my theory is, and this is based on a friend of mine who uh, also has a similar theory. He's a scripture scholar. He believes that the people in the Old Testament that lived to be those hundreds and thousands of years actually did live that long because the effects of original sin had not fully taken root yet. So we were meant to live immortally, eternally. I mean, we still are in the big picture after redemption, but he believes, yes, in the early days, they were still living hundreds and hundreds of years because it took time for the effects of sin to get in there. So as time goes by, people live less long, less long, less long, less long until the time of Jesus, where we're told that the average death took place uh, for people in their 30s. I mean, there were some people that still lived to be 40, 50, 60, maybe even 70, but most people were dying by the time they were in their 30s, which is why girls were having babies by the time they were between 12 and 15. That was very normal because life wasn't that long compared to how it is now, at least. But then after the time of Jesus, we start to see scientific advancements. We start to see all sorts of things happen that help people to live longer. And now we're in a day and age where people are living to, you know, 100 years old, and that's pretty normal. It has to do with eating healthy, healthy lifestyles. It has to do with, um, you know, better medicines, etc. Now our day and age is getting more and more evil. And I believe especially these past couple of years, the, the age of life is starting to get younger again, the life expectancy. But my point is, is that at the time of Jesus, that's when things were the worst for human life. 
And that's when Jesus came. It was the low point of our humanity, of our existence. Jesus defeated the evil one in a definitive way. And then in general, the human race started to heal more than ever before. Well, definitively, I mean, there's no other time like the time of Jesus because he dies on the cross and rises from the dead. He redeems the human race. Of course, we have to go along with his redemption. We have to receive him. Um, But you get the point. He came, he did his work, he conquered the devil. Now, if anybody reads Jonathan Kahn, he wrote a great book recently called The Return of the Gods, where he's talking about how all the demons of old are returning because so many people in the world are rejecting Christ. Because there is this definitive rejection of the Messiah on a grand scale, now the demons of child sacrifice, hmm, where do we see that today? They're, re- they're back. Uh, the demons of not just sexual promiscuity, but sexual confusion, sexual deviancy on all f- sides and all forms. It's all back, the stuff that was there before the time of Jesus. Another thing that's evidence for this theory And I'm not just talking about my age theory. I'm talking about how we go to extremes. Jesus came into the worst time is that, you know, like moths to the flame. Demons were everywhere in the Gospels. Jesus is constantly driving out demons. How many times do you walk around in your daily life? You go to the mall, you you go wherever, and there's just demons everywhere. There's possessed people everywhere. Well, they went after Jesus. They saw that light and they went for it. Jesus came into a time and place where there was a lot of possession going on. And what did he do? Well, he saved us from it. He exercised those people once again. He laid a definitive defeat on the kingdom of hell. He established the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God in this world. So there are these extremes. Jesus is saying in this gospel passage Something greater than Jonah is here. Something greater than Solomon is here. Jonah, Solomon, David, Moses, these were times before Jesus that there was the greatest amount of grace. God was reaching his people. God was speaking directly to his people. And many people were turning to the Lord because of it. And he's saying, well, now is the definitive time. This is the moment where Heaven and earth are opening up to each other and grace is pouring in and people are rejecting me. Therefore, their condemnation will be the greatest. So it's not just the time of Jesus, though. I mean, think about it. If we were living in that time, imagine if we were Native Americans living in New Jersey or California and Jesus is here on earth, we would not have known about it. There was no Internet. There was no cable TV. We would not have known. But now we live in a day and age where we have the capacity for knowledge. We can do the research. We can see what's going on. And so many of us have been to Catholic school. So many of us have been Christian, baptized, Catholic, Christian, etc. Even Jewish people, there are so many people, Jewish, that have been raised that they have read their Bibles. They know their faith So now we are responsible for so much more. And when you think about it, the good in the world, like I was saying earlier, people living longer. Well, that goes hand in hand with good scientific advancements, good knowledge. 
The fact that we've established countries with democracies now all over the place, there's so much more freedom. And once again, because of that freedom, democracy, I know capitalism has its evils, but it's allowed us to have things like warm water, heat, air conditioning. So many people, (laughs) it's amazing. When you think about it, so many people are living longer now simply because of air conditioning. We didn't even have as much air conditioning in the world when I was a kid. First couple times I took trips to Europe, there was no air conditioning. Now, once in a while, you go somewhere and they have it everywhere. And just hot water. And and with those kinds of things comes medicine, better hospitals, etc., So we live in a day and age where we were given so much. We're given so much on an earthly level. We're given this faith of ours. We we have knowledge of Jesus. You can Google right now any Bible verse and probably find dozens of commentaries on that verse, (laughs) which is why I wonder sometimes, why am I doing a podcast when there's so many others out there? But I just feel like, hey, the Lord gives me these words sometimes. The Lord, you know, has given me a gift. So I may as well share it, even if only a couple people listen. And even if it's only just for my good, for me to be like, just open myself to the Lord and say, Lord, what do you want to show me today in this Bible verse? And then I'll share it with people out there, whoever's willing to listen. So the Lord has given us everything. And what are we doing now in our day and age? Just as Jesus says, There's great evil. I mean, we know there's great evil in the time of Jesus. He said they would be judged very harshly. Jesus predicted horrible outcomes for the religious leaders at the time, both in this world and in the next. And now we live in a day and age where the same thing is happening. There is so much good. We're living in a time of the charismatic movement. People are getting it once again, just like in the early church. You know, in the early church, once again, there were those extremes. They're being persecuted, burned at the stake. And what are they doing? It was a charismatic church. They're going around and healing people with their hands. They're going around and preaching the world word with great courage. And the church was growing and growing and growing. I guess we're being called into that time again for us to grow because there's so much persecution. And we see the persecution growing more and more, despite the fact that there are miracles happening everywhere, more and more and more. We see the good and we're surrounded by the evil. This is the same thing in our spiritual lives for each of us as individuals. The spiritual life, just like life in general, but, but we're very focused on the spiritual life here. It doesn't just rest easy. There is no just sitting on the couch with, with a drink, watching movies in the spiritual life. I mean, we can do that a little bit. That's nice, but that's not my point. My point is there's no mediocrity in the spiritual life. We know this. I was mentioning the other day, the purgative versus the illuminative and how the purgative is like, all right, I have this initial fire, this initial desire to follow the Lord. The illuminative, however, is when I've gotten over some obstacles and I'm Jesus's friend now and I'm pursuing him more deeply. Well, it's the same thing as far as what I've been saying. There is no mediocrity. There is no just sitting back on a hammock with Jesus and enjoying the sunlight um, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. We spend time in prayer. We, we are supposed to enjoy our prayer life and enjoy, you know, the beauty of nature. But what I mean is it goes from one extreme to the other. Either the devil is hacking away at you to take you out of relationship with Jesus, or you're moving forward with consistency, with prayer, with fervor. 
There is no middle ground. The devil does not allow it. God does not allow it. God wants us to be saints. God wants us to be holy. God wants us to be truly fulfilled and happy because we belong to him. The devil wants us at that opposite extreme of tearing us down and making us not believe, making us doubt everything, making us fall back. The devil does not want us to be receiving sacraments and saying prayers and using sacramentals and doing spiritual reading and doing good works, reading the Bible. The devil does not want that. So we have a choice to make, and even our eternal salvation is, is it's one extreme or the other. We, there is no in-between. There is no middle ground. So many people have this false idea. They think that, you know, after this life, there's going to be some middle ground where they can just chill out for eternity. No, you're either in the embrace of the Father, which is beyond any joy that we could ever even comprehend right now in this world, or we're burning in the fires of hell. There's only those two options in the end. There's only those two things, and we have to choose. We have to live our lives based on that choice. Jesus says there's something greater than Solomon here. He has given us the very best. There is no excuse for us not to follow. We've been given everything. And it doesn't mean we can't also enjoy this world within reason, live a balanced life. But Jesus has given us everything. So let us give him everything back together with Our Lady. And she's one that just wants to keep us anchored. She wants to keep us in the papoose around the father's neck. So we're always right up against there listening to his heartbeat. That's what he wants for us. That's what she wants for us. And she carries us as well. So let's go to the extreme for the Lord. It doesn't mean, you know, extremes in this world. It means extreme love. It means extreme trust. I belong to Jesus and I don't want anybody to take him away from me or me away from him. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.